Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You know, I mentioned the other week, this radio business is very interesting. And it's changing significantly. And my loyalty in radio is to you, my listeners. And I cannot thank you enough. I'm deeply blessed to have you out there. Deeply blessed. And I stand on the shoulders of many great broadcasters who came before. Rush Limbaugh at the top of the list, Sean Hannity, Bob Grant, so many others, I can't name them all. And that's the way this is supposed to work. And there are also people who've been substitutes for this program and so forth, who I'm friends with, who do a great job, who are patriots, who are moving on to bigger and better things. And that's very, very important. I could never give up this slot, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can calculate it wherever you are. Because this is my home with you at our national town hall meeting. This is what I've been doing for almost 20 years now, right, Mr. Producer? I've built relationships with companies beyond Cumulus Westwood One. We have fantastic relationships with virtually every broadcast corporation that has a radio platform. And it is a wonderful working relationship that we've had over the years. And uh, it allows me to reach millions and millions of people beyond Cumulus Westwood One. In fact, I would say 60 to 65% of our audience is based on platforms that are not owned by the company I've partnered with. Cumulus West with one. This is why 
I cannot and will not move this show. I cannot and will not move this show. I cannot and will not move this show when I was approached about it in the past. I said no. No. When my mentor passed away, Rush, I said no. This is where I want to be. And so I am absolutely excited. And by the way, I said that weeks ago. I'm absolutely excited to tell you that Dan Bongino, for those stations that, that will carry the, uh, his show in that particular slot, at least for Cumulus Westwood One and other companies that hopefully are interested, is going to be filling that 12 to 3, I was just told going on the air, slot. And I'm very excited about that. The more voices that support our mission, the better. The more voices that support our mission, better. And I know he's going to do a fantastic job. He's been a good friend of mine for a long time, as I say. He's been on this program many, 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 many times. Uh, He's got a wonderful podcast. And so I want to be the first to salute him. But I also want to thank you, millions and millions of you. The reason I couldn't take that position, and I'm so thankful we have such a superstar as Dan there, I would have lost affiliates in New York, in Houston, in Phoenix, potentially in Philadelphia, and I can go down the list. And so we didn't want to do that here. We needed to maintain our, our syndication so nothing here changes, just so you know. Nothing here changes. We continue to, to plow ahead. And now we have another partner. And I tell you, as somebody who was as close to Rush as any friend could be, I also think he'd be very pleased with this. So there you have it. I wasn't asked to give an official announcement. I just chose to give an announcement. So there's no need for gossip. There's no need for wringing hands. There's no need for all the static. This is all good. It's all positive. And I am thankful that Cumulus Westwood One supports a solid conservative. There you go. All right. Stimulus checks. I want to bring this up. It's just amazing to me. Yahoo Money. Denista Tsevoka. Nope. Denista Tsakova. Excuse me. Stimulus checks. 90 million payments have been sent out by the IRS. Around 90 million payments have been dispersed in less than a week since Joe Biden signed the latest $1.9 trillion stimulus deal into law, according to the IRS and Treasury Department. The first batch of payments, it's the first batch, is worth approximately $242 billion, or more than half of the $450 billion earmarked for stimulus payments. The IRS began processing payments on Friday. While some Americans saw them deposited over the weekend, the IRS chose March 17. For the settlements to occur. The first batch. 90 million people receive checks, Mr. Producer, in America, and it's the first batch. The first batch went to taxpayers who have direct deposit information on file and blah, 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 blah. 
The majority of the payments will go out by direct deposit, but around 150,000 paper checks. All right. This round is $1,400 per eligible individual plus $1,400 bonus per dependent. Around 158.5 million households are expected to receive a payment under the stimulus deal. Stop there. Stop there. Are you telling me nearly 50% of the people in the United States, nearly half of the country, it's even worse, 158.5 million households, households are expected to receive a payment. Folks, 158.5 million households did not need a so-called stimulus check. This is an outrage. This is repulsive. This is unconscionable to drive this nation into such severe debt by giving out money willy-nilly, helter-skelter to people, many of whom don't need it and don't deserve it. And yet this is what takes place. 158.5 million households are expected to receive a payment under the stimulus deal? That's not needs-based. Under the latest bill, a single filer making up to 75000 a year will receive the full payment. Well, those earning up to 80000 will get a reduced amount. Joint filers making up to 150000 will get two $2,800 total payments, while those earning up to 160000 will receive a smaller amount. Previously, the phase-out thresholds were 100000 for single filers and 200000 for joint filers. But the Republicans raised an objection, so they shaved a little bit off. This isn't money going to people who, who won't eat, who won't be able to pay their bills and so forth. This is crazy. Social Security beneficiaries, disability insurance beneficiaries, supplemental security income recipients, railroad retirement board beneficiaries, and veteran administration beneficiaries are all eligible for the payment even if they didn't file a 2019 and 2020 tax return. Why? No offense. I'm just saying. I know. I know. I know. I'm always swimming against the current. I got it. I got it. But what's that all about? If you're already receiving an entitlement or a pension payment from the government and so forth. Why do you need a $1,400 stimulus payment? I'll tell you why. Buying votes left and right. And they have another $2 trillion bill. They're going to call it infrastructure, which has very little to do with infrastructure, just as this had very little to do with the virus. This isn't virus-based. Everybody's getting these $1,400 checks, whether they were affected negatively by the virus and the pandemic overall or not. This is just taking money up into a, 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 an airliner and just dumping it out the doors as fast as you possibly can. Additionally, Americans who qualify for the stimulus payment and have dependents will get an additional $1,400 per dependent. So if you're making jointly $150,000 a year and there's two of you, and you have three kids, you're going to get 1,400 times five, Mr. Producer, $7,000. 
whether you need it or not. What do you mean by need? You understand what I mean, not that you want it. $7,000? Am I doing this calculation correctly? I think I am. You wonder why we're going broke? Now you know why. And this is just a piece of it. Just a little piece of it. I told you about my friends who own a restaurant. They don't make a lot of money. Matter of fact, I would consider them straight in the middle class. And they've had a hellish year. And they wanted to open five days a week. And I told you about them last Friday, which is a big day for them in a restaurant business. They couldn't open because they couldn't get enough help, enough wait staff. They're supposed to open tonight. St. Patrick's Day, right, Mr. Producer? And they made the corned beef and cabbage, and they had the plates and the menu set. They couldn't get enough white staff tonight. So they're not opening. They've had to lose money. I tested this again. I drove off to a little town that has one of these little chocolate franchises, a little store. And there's an older guy making the fudge. And by the way, that takes a little bit of muscle. And there were also three or four look to be high school students in there working, which was great. And I said to him, I don't know. I said, are you the owner? He said, yes. And I said to him, "Um, why are you doing that? He said, because I have to. I can't get enough help in here. These people are competing with the federal welfare state. They're competing with the federal welfare state. Now, I want you to think about something. If they drive up the so-called minimum wage to $15 an hour, you'll say, well, good. More people will be attracted and go to work. They can't afford it. They can't afford to do what they're doing right now. And then they're driving up the cost of energy. Those are electric bills. And when you drive up the cost of electricity, you drive, excuse me, of uh, energy, you drive up the cost of everything. And then if they gross over $400,000 a year, that doesn't mean they're netting anything close to $400,000 a year. Perhaps they're netting seventy-five dollars or $100,000 a year. Then they're going to be facing a massive income tax increase. These people are at war with the heart and soul of our system, small businessmen and small businesswomen. They just fought through this pandemic. They fought in blue states against tyrannical, fascistic governors who were trying to put them out of business. And now as they're trying to break through, they're under attack with a Marxist ideology that is embraced by Joe Biden Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and all the rest of the reprobates. And what about the psychology that we're developing in this country? That you're owed something. And if you don't make money, you're owed somebody else's money. Or if you can find some other basis for victimology, assert it. You've got half of the country that's actually earnest and studious 
hardworking, trying to make a buck, and you have the other half sitting on their ass demanding checks. The idea that 200 and what was it? Almost 60 million households are going to get checks. If that doesn't tell you everything you need to know, then you don't know anything. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto? Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. There was no need for what Joe Biden did because the economy is expected to grow in the first quarter by up to 10%. Unemployment's hovering around 6%. That's not an outrageous number. And uh, yet here we are. And so they're going to have another massive $2 trillion spending bill. Just think about that. Two and two, $4 trillion. We've already had $4 trillion. That's $12 trillion. The federal budget's $4.5 trillion. That's $16.5 trillion in an 18-month period. Where do, what, where do people think this money's coming from? Well, we'll raise taxes on the wealthy massively. You could raise tax. You can confiscate the wealth of the wealthy. And you're not going to be able to withstand what's going on in Washington, D.C. But that's the dirty trick. That's the game they play. So now having massively increased the debt and going to massively increase it again because they want all money to flow through their hands, you see, because there really is no private sector. Everything belongs to the government and in particular the Democrat Party. So now you have to pay your fair share, see. Now you have to pay your fare. The rest of you, don't worry. Just the rich we're going to get. You believe that? Those of you paying higher gasoline prices right now, electricity, you believe that? Well, I want you to hear what Joe Biden had to say this morning on Good Morning America. I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today, not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, 
as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. The Mark Levin Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know what amazes me, ladies and gentlemen, if you're honest about paying your taxes, and God knows I am. We tell our accountant every single year, go ahead and overpay. Well, you can deduct this, deduct that. I said, you can deduct some of that, but don't deduct that, and don't deduct that. Well, you have a right to. I said, no, just leave it. And so when you look, and I'm, look, this isn't a sob story. I'm going to make a point. When you look at the property taxes we pay, when you look at the state income taxes we pay, when you look at the various county taxes we pay, when you look at the federal income tax we pay, we're over 50%. Joe Biden thinks that I'm not taxed high enough. The same Joe Biden who set up an S-Corps so he wouldn't have to pay payroll taxes. That he wouldn't have to pay Obamacare taxes. In the two or three years where he earned his most money giving speeches, he had his accountants set up a system by which he would not have to contribute to the very programs that he's expanding. And then he gets up with this Marxist pablum, this class warfare, about the top 1%, which pays 70% of taxes. So here's the deal. If you're going to have a tax cut, whether you're John Kennedy, Ronald Reagan, Donald Trump, if you're going to cut taxes, there's no avoiding cutting taxes for wealthy people because they're paying most of the federal income taxes. People may not be comfortable hearing this because they're so used to the Marxist pablum, but that's a fact. Google it. Research it. Look at the Tax Foundation, an independent organization. See what they say about it. I didn't make this up. So they, oh, look at the percentage of the tax cut that so-and-so got. Donald Trump did his very best to make sure that the middle class, the lower middle class, and people below the lower middle class who pay taxes got the greatest tax cut. Ronald Reagan, when he cut taxes massively, took millions of people off the tax rolls. And yet he was accused of cutting taxes for the rich, as Trump is accused of uh, cutting taxes for the rich. You can't cut 80% of taxes and say it's from the middle class or the lower middle class because they don't pay 80% of the taxes. With all due respect, I'm not saying you don't pay a lot of taxes. I'm saying where most of the taxes, the income taxes, come from. So here's Joe Biden on Good Morning America being interviewed by George Stephanopoulos. Now here's the thing. If I were to interview Donald Trump, who I consider a friend, people would say, well, you know, you're a Republican, he's a Republican, and so forth. Well, it doesn't matter. I don't pretend to be a news journalist. I'm an advocate. I'm about principle. 
I'm not about being quote-unquote objective, and by the way, neither are the media. I'm just making a point. But George Stephanopoulos is a longtime Democrat operative, and he ran the war room against women who Bill Clinton had abused. And some nitwit at ABC News or Disney or whomever the hell it was decided, you know what, this guy's he's got the cred to be a major host on ABC, and there he is. On Good Morning America. And we're all supposed to pretend he doesn't have a past. And so that's the guy Joe Biden wants to be interviewed by for a reason. That's the guy he wanted to have a town hall with. So here it goes. Cut to go. They don't like it because, in fact, their their idea of a tax cut is to give the Trump tax cut where 83 percent went to the top one percent of the people in America. Eighty three percent went to the top one percent. 83% of the tax cut went to the... I don't even know what that means. Do you know what that means, Mr. Producer? And neither does he. 83% went to the top 1%. I didn't get an 83% tax cut. Here's what they did. They lowered the rate. They lowered the rate, but they eliminated most deductions. So I don't know what he's talking about. One of the things they did is they eliminated the property tax and mortgage interest deduction up to, I think, $10,000. So wealthy people with multiple homes or big estates couldn't deduct all those property taxes anymore. And the blue state governors went nuts. The blue state mayors went nuts because all of their left-wing neo-Marxist billionaires and millionaires were, hey, I can't get a deduction. I can't get a deduction anymore. So Trump did away with that. And they think they're going to try and slip that back into a bill. Look, look, I want you to think about this for a second. Why is it that the vast majority of millionaires and billionaires wanted Joe Biden elected president? Because they thought that their taxes would be massively increased? No. They thought he would benefit them and their companies. And let me remind you, corporations will go with the flow. Corporations, they're like chameleons. They're like jello. They're not in capitalism, socialism, competition, lack of competition. We don't really care. We just want our piece of the action. In fact, competition bothers us. We're not really into this capitalism, except to the extent that we can keep our money. Socialism centralized government, as long as it benefits us and puts our competition out of business, we have no problem with it. So what? So what? Go ahead. Using those taxes. Yes, anybody making more than $400,000 will see a small to a significant tax increase. If you make less than $400,000, you won't see one single penny in additional federal tax. Now, you know that's a lie. That's a flat-out lie. And you know what? He was told it was a lie during the campaign when he brought that up, too. One tax group after another did an analysis and said that's a lie. It's not true. But he says it. And what will George Stephanopoulos say in response? Go ahead. Politics here. You didn't get a single Republican vote. So there you go. He doesn't push back in the least. He's got a massive research department over there at ABC. 
But he doesn't push back at all. Now, you know you said that last time, and people analyzed your proposals, and it's not true, Mr. President. But no, go ahead. Cuts. How are you going to get a Republican vote for a tax increase? Well, I may not get a, uh, but I'll get the Democratic votes for a tax increase. There you go. One party rule, that's all it takes. We got 50 senators, man. And you know what 50 senators means, ladies and gentlemen, to Joe Biden? A mandate. He has no mandate. They lost a, a slew of House seats. They're probably going to lose the rest that they need to lose for us to take the majority in the House. I don't know what's going to happen in the Senate. But I think the Republicans have a good shot at taking the Senate. And so, as a consequence, they're trying to rush through everything humanly possible. Bending their own reconciliation rules. Threatening to to change aspects of the Constitution without an amendment to the Constitution. This is what they seek to do. Look, I may not get the Republicans, Mr. Unity. I may not get the Republicans, but I'll have all the Democrats. And that just shows you that this cinema in Arizona turns out we were all misled as a fraud. She's no moderate. And Manchin from West Virginia, he's a complete fraud. And by the way, utterly stupid. So he's a fraud and he's stupid. And I don't think if he wants to run again, I don't think he can win in West Virginia. I think the, uh, the jig is up there. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, the way he votes, when they really need his vote, he gives them his vote. But there you go. Joe Biden has screwed up immigration. We have immense inhumanity now on the southern border. Immense inhumanity on both sides of the border. These little kids, thousands of them, thousands of them. God knows how many are being abused in such awful ways. Little kids, because he opened his big mouth, and I'll prove it to you later in the show. Because he has to be the anti-Trump. The wall's being built. Got to stop the wall. You want refugee status? We have an agreement with the Mexican government that you have to be in Mexico. No, come on over. Then we'll figure it out. Oh, okay. Just make sure you come back for your administrative law court date uh, in two years. Okay, we will. And we know well over 80, I think over 90% never return. How many of them have the virus? We don't know. How many of them have tuberculosis or mumps or the measles? We don't know. How many of them are wearing masks? None of them. How many of them are keeping six feet apart? None of them. So my wife is on an airplane today. I think it's United. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And she's sitting there and they, you know, they give out water and nuts Kind of like your prisoner, but anyway, there you are. Water and nuts or water and pretzels? What would you like? Would you like some stale white bread? Okay, anyway. So, as most of us understand, in order to chew, typically you need to lower the mask. Right, Mr. Producer? You lower the mask, you insert the food, you chew. Maybe you'll take a little bit of water and slosh it down. Lowers her mask eats some of the peanuts or whatever they are that they gave her. She's about to take a swig of water. And the flight attendant walks over and says, "Uh, Ma'am, put your mask up. And she opens her hand, my wife, and says, I'm eating these nuts. Put your mask on when you're chewing. 
when you're taking the nuts or, or a drink, then you can pull your mask down. Is this a new rule or something, Mr. Producer? So my wife, who would normally give her what for, she's on an airplane, and that's not a good place to give a flight attendant what for, because, you know, depending on who they are, they're like uh, members of the HOA, you know, a little bit of power goes a long way. Maybe they're angry, something happened in the family, woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Put your mask on! Put your mask on! But I'm eating peanuts. Well, in between bites, put them on there! So there's a guy, obviously, who's ex-military sitting next to her, and he looks at her and he says, you know what? This is insanity, but this is going to get worse. Then I'm afraid it is. So what's the moral of the story, Mr. Producer? If you want to eat peanuts and you want to drink water without a mask, go to Mexico and then sneak across the border because there are no rules. I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto? Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Ah, where are the news media? Where are these people? Where is fake Jake Tapper? Where is he? Where is Wolf Blitzer? Is he awake? Andrea Mitchell, where are all these people? Our constitutional system's under assault. The desire to change the filibuster rule, the filibuster which dates way back to the Roman era, and the purpose of which is to keep the Senate as a deliberative body, not a majoritarian body. Why aren't they upset about this? Why aren't they talking about how the Democrats want to eviscerate the traditions in this country? They want to eviscerate the institutions in this country. Where are they? Where is our free press checking government abuse? And they grab a power. I'll tell you where they are. They're in the back pocket of the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party didn't support eliminating the filibuster rule when the Republicans ran the Senate. Joe Biden, they have clips of Joe Biden years ago saying he would not, under any circumstances, support changing the filibuster rule. And now he favors it. How much more do we have to put up with this unprincipled, left-wing agenda 
which wants to permanently change our system so they can permanently control us. That's the question. And so Joe Biden, and it's not taxes and spending. He wants to be bigger than LBJ was. He wants to be bigger than FDR was. He wants to be bigger, more progressive, a.k.a. neo-Marxist. He will spend us into oblivion. He'll sign any globalist bill possible. We're all global citizens now. Did you know that? So what's the point of voting? Exactly. Now they're going after the voting system. They're going after sovereignty on the border. They're going after the courts. Oh, Schumer hasn't given that up yet. Most autocrats don't give it up. They've got all kinds of ideas. And they can't let things like elections get in the way. They can't let things like a 50-50 Senate get in the way. They can't let things like separation of powers get in the way, a.k.a. the United States Constitution and the Bill of Rights, the Bill of Schmites. Who cares about the Bill of Rights? Freedom of speech, you're canceled, you're canceled. Oh, freedom of association, no, can't have that. Freedom of religion, not in one of these blue states where they're busy shutting everything down. Even the Supreme Court has had to wrap them on the wrist. Cut it out. Newsom, cut it out. Open the churches, open the synagogues. What are you doing? You don't have the power to do this. They have to keep warning the guy. So tell me, where is it exactly where Biden and his comrades support our system? Support American sovereignty and citizenship. Support the private sector and individual liberty. Support the notion of private property rights. What is it that they support? That's the principled and ideal basis for the founding of this country in the first place. Can you name one thing? Nothing. And everything they do, every tyrannical step they take, they do it in the name of the people. Every tyranny does. Every tyranny does. And they have to create devils. You see, there's angels, people who receive money, and devils, people who make money from whom we must steal it. Get the rich! Get them! Get them! Get them! Get them! Excuse me? Get them! Get them! Well, what's rich? Today, it's the guy next door. Tomorrow, it's you. And your gasoline prices, and your electricity prices, and all the other prices. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Man, oh man, Shevitz, I got a lot to cover here, folks. Stick with me. It's Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Joe Biden is saying, I never told these people to come across the border. I don't know what anyone is talking I heard them say that the other day. That's just boulder dash. Joe Biden, September 12, 2019, hat tip, rumble, cut four, go. 
What I would do as president is several more things, because things have changed. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. Really? Can we play that again so slow listening Joe Biden can hear it, Mr. Producer? Cut four, go. What I would do as president is several more things, because things have changed. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. That's not what we say, and that's not the test. Oppression can be economic oppression, and that doesn't count. You heard what he said. I would, in fact, make sure that we immediately surge to the border. And all those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. Rush the border. Come into the United States. You want asylum? Then you can be heard in the United States. That's what he told them. That's what they heard. They heard what he said. And that's what he said. Now, he's on with George Stephanopoulos, Democrat plant, ABC News. And wouldn't you think, ladies and gentlemen, that George Stephanopoulos would have the very clip that I just played for you? We have a research department of one. Well, actually, there's three of us. Me, Mr. Producer, Mr. Call Screener. That's it. That's it. How did you find this, Mr. Producer? Rumble had it? So if Rumble had it and we had it, ABC News could have easily had it, correct? Not if they're going on to uh, Twit, I mean Twitter, or DeFacebook, or one of those other phony, massive dictatorial sites. So that's what he said in September 2019, on the 12th to be specific. Now he's on Good Morning America today, and here's what he says. Cut, five, go. A lot of the migrants coming in saying they're coming in because you promised to make things better. It seems to be getting worse by the day. Was it a mistake not to anticipate this surge? Well, first of all, there was a surge the last two years in, in, in 19 and 20. There was a surge as well. Actually, like- in 20, there was no real surge because the president of the United States, then Donald Trump, you know, the president of Mexico liked our president, Donald Trump, very, very much, even though the president of Mexico is a socialist. He despises Biden because he knows all the horror that Biden's committing against Latino people. That's right, I said it. Against people south of the border. We call them people of color. Look at what Biden is doing to people of color. Where is Stacey Abrams? Where is where's anybody? Where are all the civil rights groups? Where's Joe and Mika? Where are they? Where's fake Jake Tapper? They're nowhere. They're frauds and phonies. Look what's happening to these people. Not to say Americans, including Latino Americans on the border, where their mayors and their supervisors and their congressmen are furious with what's taking place in these communities. Go ahead. No, well, it could be, but here's the deal. We're sending back people to, first of all, the idea All right, let's, let's slow down because mumbling Joe is mumbling. We're not sending back people. 
If you get into the country and you're here illegally and you claim refugee status, they're not sending you back. They're giving you a date in front of an administrative law judge. This is what took place before Donald Trump was president of the United States. And we, <clears throat> excuse me, we know exactly what happens. They don't show up for their court dates. They move into the interior of the United States for the most part. And that's it. And they're being told that they're not going to be deported. That's the other shoe that drops that Georgie Stephanopoulos isn't following up on. But they're in the country. They're here illegally. And you're saying you can't deport them unless they actually murder somebody. Because you changed those rules, too. Go ahead. Biden said, come, because I, I heard the other day that they're, they're coming because they know I'm a nice guy. And Stop. Let's go back. Biden did say, come. Again, Joe Biden, September 12, 2019. George Stephanopoulos, I dare you to play this. Cut four, go. What I would do as president is several more things, because things have changed. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. There you go. He's a liar, and his policies are disastrous for the American people. That is a fact. It's not in dispute. Now, Nancy, or Eva Pelosi, she's on the Morning Joe show, too. You see, they they cherry-pick the shows they'll go on. We've, you know, we put out the olive branch to uh, Eva Pelosi, to Bernie the Red Sanders. We even did it for Joe Biden. None of them want to come on. I don't understand it. None of them. Not one of them. Here's Pelosi on the Morning Schmoe show today. Cut six, go. The president, um, I understand, uh, has, is reported uh, to... What, is she out of breath or something? Hey, the president. Go ahead. Out and said, stay home, don't come. Right. Now, A. B, he said... Oh, oh well, good. That's a policy. The president... Stay. Don't come right now. We got to work this out. It's Trump's fault. Trump, 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 Trump. We got to fix this. Once we fix it, then you can come in. Then you can surge the border. Then we'll process you, claim oppression. Then we'll give you a court date. Off you go. You don't have to come back. Then we'll give you amnesty. You'll become a citizen. Then we expect you to vote Democrat. There you go. Undocumented Democrats. Go ahead. Uh, to help facilitate meeting the needs uh, of these people. Uh, there, uh, this is complicated by COVID. There are 13,000 <coughs> beds that could receive uh, many of these uh, uh, incoming... Uh, all right, Dimwit, let me, let me help answer this question because she's going to uh, be dancing all over the place. This is the greatest... May I use the word insurgency? Insurgency of aliens... In the last 20 years. There's no room. For these aliens. And there's no room left in detention centers. Which we now call you recall. Reception centers. We don't have enough reception centers. We don't have enough room in the reception centers. So now we're using the Obama Biden cages. And we've also. Used these like train freight boxes you know. And we're cutting windows in them. 
so the little kids can actually see and breathe. And we're putting them in those. But nothing like Trump did. This is, this is much more humane. How do we know? Because Dr. Jill Biden told us so. We're more humane. We check this out all the time. When has your husband been on the border? Never. And he's not going. Now, it should tell you a lot that they will not allow the press, their sycophantic press, their Praetorian card press, the press that's on their side, they will not allow them to look at these sites. They will not allow them to be escorted through. They won't allow their photographers in there, their videographers in there. They're not allowed. If it's working so well, why not? And first of all, how do they have this authority? It's federal lands. Exactly. We have a First Amendment. Where are all the lawsuits from the media? Remember when Jim Acosta was thrown out because he's a jackass disrupting a presidential press conference? Oh, they all circled the wagon. Oh, you can't do that. Even though there were four or five CNN reporters in the room. We got to have Jim Acosta. We got to have Jim. And we're prepared to draw the line at Jim Acosta. Okay. Now, media have no access to what's going on down there in these little boxcar things and all the rest of it. Why? Where are the lawsuits? What lawsuit? What lawsuit? Where's the court? I don't know. Courthouse? What's a courthouse? Go ahead. Because of COVID, you can't use 13,000 beds because you have to space it. So they are, again, preparing for what they do next now. She's such an idiot. She's such a buffoon. I mean, good luck. When's the last time she was down there? When's the last time she was at the border? She does. She's not seeing what's going on. She has no idea what's going on. It doesn't matter. We're ruled by San Francisco. We're ruled by Manhattan. We're ruled by Wilmington, Delaware. doesn't matter. Go ahead. Things that it's important to watch is some of these people, when they say it's easier, uh, if they have a well-founded fear of persecution, which is to seek asylum. Now, here, the word is out. They got it from the uh, from the slip and fall lawyers. Say persecution, say oppression. Say the words you need to say to trigger the asylum statute. Demand refugee ba- uh, uh, as a basis, refugee status. Joe Biden said, you don't have to litigate that outside of America anymore. You can come inside America. They'll give you a court date. Bye-bye. Off you go. Off you go. And Joe's got a great idea. Joe has an amnesty bill right now sitting there. But even little Dick Durbin has said, "Uh, I I don't think we can get this passed. Meaning some Democrats are even opposed. So don't deport. Don't deport. Open the border wide. You heard what he said. Come, surge us. Surge us. In his own broken English. Surge us. And amnesty. And they wonder why we're overwhelmed. But it's not a crisis, you see, ladies and gentlemen. When the Democrats do it, it's not a crisis. When there's inhumanity taking place and the Democrats are the reason, it's not a crisis. It's just like they, they bow to the altar of Franklin Roosevelt, even though... He set up internment camps for Japanese-Americans and Americans of Japanese descent. No, no, no. You don't understand. He was the great progressive. Even though he sent Jews back to the Holocaust, who were right on our, right on our shirt. No, no, no. You don't understand. He's the great progressive. Even though he colluded with the New York Times and the rest of the media 
to cover up the Holocaust. No, no, no. You don't understand. He's the great progressive. Bernie Sanders says he's the great progressive. They're throwing money around. They're creating checks and pensions. Oh, my Lord. They love us. Men of the people. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Among other things, Julie Kelly writes for a great website, American Greatness, and one of the reasons it's great is because of her contributions, and she's been all over this January 6th event, this violent riot that took place, but on the other hand, she's very open-minded, she's very independent as she investigates this, and she's written some incredibly important pieces. How are you? Oh, great, after that introduction. Mark, thank you so much. Well, it's my pleasure. You have a piece out today on capital investigation that really should shake people. Tell us about this. Well, the entire investigation should really shake people. I wish that uh, there was more attention paid to it, so thank you so much for having me on. I've been covering this since a week or so after what happened on January 6th, and the Justice Department has turned this into their top priority. They are arresting people from around the country, charging them with all kinds of crimes, hoping to build into sedition cases. They're transporting these people from their home states to Washington, D.C. In many cases, Mark, they are denying bail, um, and they are holding these people. They're continuing to uh, delay their trials based on COVID and then the overwhelming number of cases that, of course, they've produced for themselves. Um, but the charges Let me just stop you there. Are, so they want them to plead, don't they? They want them to plead to some offense. That's why they're doing this to them. I do. Yes, they do. And so the one charge that I talk about in my piece uh, today at Am Greatness is this obstruction of official proceeding. They've charged now about 75 defendants with this really vague law that's actually part of the 2002 Sarbanes-Oxley law that was passed after the Enron scandal. This is a provision that's targeted towards white-collar criminals, not people who are protesting their their government. And Mark, in a lot of these cases, these people never even went inside the building. They were outside on Capitol grounds. But because they're claiming that they were attempting to disrupt, overthrow the government, stop the certification of the Electoral College, that they've committed this felony, and they could be uh, punished for up to 20 years in jail. And 
they're adding this to misdemeanor charges uh, to add as an enhancement charge a felony to these uh, almost 300 cases. This is absolutely outrageous. Yes. And tell us, compare it to what's going on in Portland, Oregon. Well, I'll give here's one comparison. So you heard about the Brian Sicknick case, of course, the first lie that we were told he was murdered by Trump crazies with a fire extinguisher that, of course, has been retracted and fully buried. So this week they arrested two men charged with using bear spray against police officers. They believe one of those officers was the late Brian Sicknick, Officer Sicknick. But they... The Portland rioters, who also used bear spray, one of the men who was charged with attacking a police officer with bear spray was charged with civil disorder. The two gentlemen they just arrested this week in connection with what happened with Brian Sicknick. Now, of course, there's no proof, Mark, as you know, that this bear spray caused his death. We still don't know what happened to him. Those men faced three charges each of assault of a federal officer with a deadly or dangerous weapon. So that's just one example of this disparities between the charges on for the defendants of January 6th and what's happening in Portland, where, as you know, they're dropping cases against those people who committed far more violent crimes than what we saw for most defendants on January 6th. And we know what happened in New York City with the phony bail uh, reform, so-called, what took place in the front door, out the back door. We know all over the country because of the virus, violent criminals are being released left and right. But you're telling me they're collecting people up who were not even in the Capitol building all over the country, taking them out of their homes, bringing them into the Washington, D.C. area where they had misdemeanors, and then they're trying to build a felony case against them. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, and here I'll I'll make matters even worse for you. Prosecutors and judges agree, as the government is pleading to deny these defendants bail, based on the fact, and this is in charging documents, that they do not believe that Joe Biden was the legitimately elected president. Because they're protesting the election results, the prosecutors argue that they therefore will not follow any of the laws of the of the US government. So therefore they pose a threat to their society and to the country Shocking. that they're dangerous because they don't believe the outcome of the twenty twenty presidential election. I see. And so are we going to put a crime tape around the Capitol too, because many of them didn't believe the outcome of the twenty sixteen election? Well, I wanted to know if there's a you know statute of limitations on that because, of course, tens of millions of Americans and basically everyone in the news media uh, would therefore be charged with that crime too. So, this is a thought crime, as you know, and they're actually asking people what their views of the legitimacy of the uh, presidential and, election. And you know why? It's because their answers. It's because the civil libertarians and the media could care less. Julie Kelly, can you hold on for one more segment, please? We'll be right back. Don't ask him for middle ground. There is no middle ground. Talk with Mark Levin now at 877-381-3811. I just want you to think about this. 300 Americans have been rounded up removed from their homes and brought into Washington, D.C., in some cases for misdemeanors, and then in several cases they're trying to build felony cases against them using laws that have never been applied in circumstances like this. Now, this wasn't done to protect the federal courthouse, which is an Article Three entity. 
in Portland, Oregon. This wasn't done to protect the streets of Minneapolis and New York, the streets of Philadelphia and other cities. And there is absolutely no concern about this except for Julie Kelly is actually reporting on it. I don't know anybody else is reporting on any of this. Who are these people and what's happening to them? And we'll get back to that in a minute with Julie Kelly from uh, AM Greatness. We've had a lot of false, I mean truly false stories coming out of this January 6th event, uh, Julie Kelly. Um, For instance, they call this an insurrection. How many people who breached the Capitol building had weapons? Um, Well, Mark, so far 13 people have been charged with weapons violations. None of them are firearms. Only two people have been charged with firearm violations, and those are people who had guns or ammunition outside of the Capitol later that night. Um, Some of these weapons are a little bit sketchy, and of course, as we've already discussed, these are items that are not are not considered dangerous or deadly weapons when they're used in Portland or they're used in Kenosha or they're used in New York or even the nation's capital over the summer. It only applies to these defendants. So this is straight up a political prosecution. What's really alarming is that Merrick Garland has said this is his top priority. He has compared this to the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing. Unbelievable. Where, of course... Right. And so this is only going to How get How many worse. people died in that bombing? 168 people, including about 13 children, including babies. How do you possibly compare that carnage to what happened on January 6th? I don't know. I would love to ask the 20 Republican senators who voted to confirm Merrick Garland after he said that with a straight face. A disgrace. Hearing. Including, by the way, Mitch McConnell. That's right. That's right. it's, it's unbelievable. It is absolutely so. So none of them who breached the Capitol building had a firearm, correct? None, none of them. And the weapons—that's that's a pretty is, weird insurrection, isn't it? It's well, I wouldn't consider it an armed insurrection, would you? And how many unarmed insurrections are there? Right. I mean, you know, but Nancy Pelosi on January 7th called it an armed insurrection, and that's all the evidence and proof that the media needed, and Democrats and Republicans who've spouted that same line. Yes, Liz Cheney among them, Adam Kingsinger among them, and uh, mm-hmm. a handful of them in the Senate, too, and they keep regurgitating this. They, they make distinctions between Antifa and uh, Black Lives Matter. And what's interesting now, Senator Johnson, who I'm going to have on this program next hour, they're trying to character assassinate this man for saying something that is both true and has absolutely nothing to do with race. Have you noticed that? I have noticed that. I'm, it's nice to see him speaking out because he really is the only one. Well, they want to make sure nobody else does, you see. So the, this is what they do. I, I am concerned. Do we have a... It's, it's, other than you, do we have any organizations, any civil liberties groups, any libertarian groups, any constitutional groups making a list of the people who've been detained and what they're alleged to have done? Do we have anybody doing any of that? Not that I've seen, Mark. And what's even more alarming is now, in some cases, they're even denying a few of these defendants a public defender. And there was an article, I believe, in Axios a day or two ago that said because the caseload is so heavy, they don't have enough public defenders. Well, that's exactly what the Justice Department wants. They're hauling all of these people in. They're 
putting them in jail, denying bond, delaying their trial, and now refusing to assign taxpayer public defenders to them. These aren't wealthy people. You know that, Mark. I mean, these are people who came to express their support for the president. Some of them were definitely there to cause trouble. This is not a defense of the more violent ones who really attacked police or vandalized the building. I mean, we're talking about a lot of people who never even went inside the Capitol. Seventy-five protesters, you write, are now facing one count of obstruction of an official proceeding. I mean, what, what if they had been what if they had been on the front of the steps of the Capitol, tens of thousands of them, and said, "You can't get in"? Would they be charging tens of thousands of people with that crime? What no. if they were? Tens of thousands who were in the Hart office building in October of 2018 accosting senators in elevators and trying to stop the confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh. I don't recall them being charged with that crime either. There's really no, uh, no good guy here, not in the Justice Department, not in our court system. These people are going to be processed through, and many of them are going to be serving significant prison time, aren't they? Um, Yes, including an 18-year-old high school senior from Georgia who was arrested by the FBI in Atlanta on February 6th, charged with all sorts of crimes, and also denied bail. He finally was released this past Monday only because he contracted COVID, and prosecutors didn't want to release him to his parents. They live on a farm in Georgia because they said because he was homeschooled, he had, quote-unquote, ingested their political beliefs about Donald Trump. And what did the court say? The court agreed until oh. this kid, until the kid, until this boy, this high school senior, contracted COVID, and finally the judge had some mercy on him and his family. But this is in court documents. This is things prosecutors are saying about Americans, including children. They even thought about charging this uh, teenager's parents because they were at rest- on restricted grounds at the Capitol waiting for their son to come out of the building. Do we know who the prosecutor in charge is? Who, who is the head muckety-muck here? Do we know? Um, it was Michael Sherwin. He has been replaced because he was the acting attorney general for the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office. He's been replaced. I, I can't recall the man's name, but everything is being run out of that office. Okay, well, if you figure that out, and you will, I know, would you let my producer know, please? Because we're going to try and get this individual on the program. I don't think they'll come on the program because they only go on friendly news programs. But uh, I have some serious questions here about civil liberties. And you know, if we had a real media in this country, they'd be concerned about this. I mean, they came to the defense of the Chicago 7. They came to the defense of uh, of uh, Barack Obama's old buddies, the domestic terrorists. Uh, you have Clinton and Obama. Uh, releasing the FALN terrorists. You have all kinds of stuff like this going on, but uh, nobody is even thinking about these people except you. You're it. Well, after covering uh, the Russia collusion hoax and the weaponization of the Justice Department for years, and unfortunately seeing no one held accountable for what they did, this was a natural progression. If they were going to go after Trump and his campaign advisors and his top uh, associates and friends, of course, the next step was regular Americans. And here we are. That's exactly what they're doing. All right, well, keep it up. Uh, you're very impressive. You're very courageous. Julie Kelly at AM Greatness. Uh, I recommend you folks keep track of her articles. And thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate it. All right, take care.
Yeah, this is shocking, isn't it, Mr. Producer? This is incredible what's going on here. Notice they create this ambiguity. Everybody is an insurrectionist. Anybody who was there is an insurrectionist. And now they have unleashed the Department of Justice, the FBI, federal prosecutors to track down everybody, including people who never breached the building. And then they're looking at their political beliefs. They're looking at their political beliefs. If they believe the the election was stolen, they're putting it in their filings with the court. And most of the judges don't have a problem with it. Meanwhile, Portland goes on. All the rest of this stuff goes on. It's incredible. Not a single one of these so-called insurrectionists was armed with a pistol or a firearm, I should say. Not one of them. And then the media report, five people died that day. Well, one person was shot by Capitol Police, and the other four died of natural causes. As far as we know, a couple of them had heart attacks. The family of the uh, police officer says he died of a stroke. And so now they've charged two people, not with murder, but some, some offense because they used bear spray against the officer. They have no connection between bear, spe- uh, uh, bear spray and what happened to that officer. And why are they keeping what happened to that officer, how he died... A secret from the rest of us. I'll tell you why. Because for the longest time, when the New York Times and others were reporting that this officer was hit over the head with a fire extinguisher, and that's what caused his death, another lie out of the New York Times and the Washington Post, they wanted that misinformation out there. It's actually disinformation. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Andrea Mitchell on MSLSD. She must be listening to the criticism from this show, Mr. Producer. And she's questioning this lady by the name of Jacobson. I understand she's the former ambassador, Roberta Jacobson, to the country of Mexico under Barack Mailhouse Benito Obama, where she did such a fantastic job. I mean, not for our country, but for Mexico. Here we go. Cut. Seven. Go. 
Multiple organizations, including NBC News, are reporting that they are not getting access information from these overcrowded border processing facilities, and that the Border Patrol is particularly denying information today. Um, can you resolve that? Well, I certainly, um, you know, I would urge NBC and others to talk but with... Blah, 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 blah. We're done with her. Now, Mr. Producer, I want to give a uh, sort of a preview of what will be the Joe Biden press conference next Thursday, Mr. Producer. Are we ready to do this? Here it is, the preview of the Joe Biden press conference next Thursday. Go. some questions that were asked me. Here is a question. Professor, why do you wear tennis shoes? Well, that's a two-part question. First, you ask why. Well, why has been plaguing man since time immemorial? Statesmen, philosophers, educators, teachers, scientists have been asking the ultimate why. And in these few moments allocated me, it would be ludicrous on my part, for the sake of brevity, to delve into the ultimate why. Do I wear sneakers? Yes! And so I feel that we must appreciate not only understanding, but as Joachim ben Zakai once said, remember, wherever you go, there you are. There you go. The late, great Professor Erwin Corey, by the way, was a leftist, so he fits perfectly. There is a preview of Joe Biden's press conference. We also have a collection of mumblers. Do we have those handy, Mr. Producer? And these mumblers reflect not only Joe Biden, but most of the press. And you can expect some of this. Go. What are they? Can it get a funny on the ghost track? They have an idea. It calls when, if you, they just gave, you gave them. Wait, the, the. Withdraw, bringing U.S. home troops from home. And, and, and the, the, the. You know, you know, you know. You, 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 you need somebody. Wait, so, uh, what, finally. What? Uh, uh, um, oh, i Of, 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 un, of, of. Budget, about, uh, budget. But resist, we much, we must, and we will much about that. Be committed. I, 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 I'm, I'm a warrior. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, that, it was, the, <laughs> did, 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 I mean, they, 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 they said that. Look, the, 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 yeah, the, I was a strip. Was it him? Well, I, 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 I didn't. If, 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 if we, if we, you know, it, it uh, you know, it, 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 it. We can walk and chew gum. We hold these <laughs> truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. True international average of pressure. Been impeached for inciting the erection. Donald John Donald John Trump incited the erection insurrection. And uh, what am I doing here? I'm going to lose track here. And uh, to private private uh, 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 economic. Uh, Ay, 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 ay. Some of our political leaders, so-called. Some of our cultural leaders, so-called. Rambling through history. You can expect a lot of this on the press. And what you're going to see is Joe Biden prepared with certain one-liners to call on certain journalists. It's going to be as scripted as, as humanly possible. 
Here we have a president of the United States who is changing fundamentally the substance of this country for the worse. And he's incapable of just having a basic press conference. I mean, he can't even write this stuff. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building we've once again made contact with our leader Mark Levin Hello America, Mark Levin here our number 877-381-3811 877-381-3811 Joe Biden and his administration a human wrecking ball destroying one institution after another and truly fundamentally changing this country. Fundamentally altering this country. And the man can't even speak in complete sentences. Unfortunately, and I worry about this, one day they're going to write about this country the way they write about Athens. Or the way they write about the Roman Empire. You know, several years ago, before it was fashionable on cable TV and even on radio, Mr. Producer will vouch for this, and we can go back in our archives, but why waste the time? I warned about communist China. Did I not, Rich? Way, way back. What's that? Well before all this stuff was coming out, you could see it. And what I was saying, and what I will repeat now, many years ago, was, you know, at the beginning... Of the 1900s, the most powerful nation on the face of the earth was Great Britain. The sun never sets on the British Empire, was the line. The most powerful military, the most powerful economy. Clearly today, that's not even close to being true. That's only a century ago. This position we have is the greatest superpower on the face of the earth which has spread more peace and more prosperity in our own country and around the world than any other nation is potentially coming to an end we have a two front war going on that I talk about repeatedly domestically we have individuals who are trying to destroy the country from within trying to keep promoting racial division in any other form of division they possibly can. The Democrat Party is not a party that embraces our history, embraces our economic system, or even embraces the citizenry, all of which are under attack. And then we have the external war. It is a cold war, and it's been a cold war now for several years, and that is communist China. Communist China is purifying its own nation, The hammer is down. Like every single genocidal dictatorship in modern history, they have 
concentration camps, death camps. They have used modern technology to track their citizens, social credit systems, and all the like. They have stolen technology from us because they're incapable of developing their own, and then they take it and they use it for other purposes. Their navy in the Far East, in the Pacific, we're told is now stronger than ours. We know they have killer satellites. That's why President Trump created the Space Corps. The goal of which is to knock out our eyes. Should we go to war and destroy our technological advantage? They run both ends of the Panama Canal so they could choke it off in two seconds, which means we can't get one Navy from one ocean to the other without a very, very long haul. They're taking over parts of Africa like brutal landlords who who give these big loans or build these big ports or air bases for very, very poor countries. They have confiscatory interest rates, and then if the poor country can't pay up, they take control of these bases, and obviously for commercial military reasons. As for the coronavirus, which did such damage to the entire world, They kept it from the American people for for months, and they lied about its source. And they were able, through that process, and of course they helped with the Democrats in the various states, to overthrow the Trump presidency. Now they have a president they like. So Joe Biden is destroying this country. What he is doing is utterly and completely reckless. The people around him are Marxists, neo-Marxists, radicals, whether it comes to race or gender, immigration, economics, schooling, you name it. And they fought to the bitter end. They needed to install him. They tried to take out Trump even before his term ended over and over and over again. We've never seen such tyranny, internal tyranny in this country since the Civil War. Meanwhile, you heard from our prior guest, the Department of Justice is rounding up American citizens, putting them in jails in and around Washington, D.C., and trying to figure out felonies to attach to their misdemeanors and what the left and the media call an insurrection, an unarmed insurrection. How many unarmed insurrections have there been in the world? None. Ron Johnson took note of this last Friday. He was on Joe Pag's show. And here's what Ron Johnson said about how he saw things as a United States senator, and I might add as a terrific United States senator. Cut 20, go. I'm also criticized because I've made the comment that On January 6th, I never felt threatened because I didn't. And mainly because I knew that even though those thousands of people that were uh, marching to the Capitol were trying to pressure people like me to vote the way they wanted me to vote, I knew those are people that love this country, that uh, truly respect law enforcement, would never do anything to, to break a law. And so I wasn't concerned. Now, had the tables been turned, Joe, this could be in trouble. Had the tables been turned and President Trump 
won the election. And those were tens of thousands of Black Lives Matter and Antifa protesters. I might have been a little concerned. Wow. And it's a big statement, but it's a true statement. We see the the recent history. All right, that's enough. Now, what's happened is they're trying to say as a result of that statement, Senator Johnson is a racist. Now, how is he a racist? How is he a racist? Antifa is not even a racially based movement. It's made up of mostly white punks dressed up in black garb. How is it racist? Not a single person who breached the Capitol building had a firearm. That has not been the case with Antifa or Black Lives Matter. And I don't care what the Washington Compost has to say. That would be the same Washington Compost that lied for two months about a phone call, the access of which they never had, involving a Georgia investigator and our president. Why are we to believe these, these disgusting corporate fake media outlets? And so this is today... NBC News, Bob Menendez, who, by the way, is always one step, one step in front of the law, broke with Senate decorum by calling Senator Ron Johnson racist on the chamber floor of a Johnson's remarks about the January 6th Capitol riot. Look, I get no one likes to be called racist, but sometimes there's just no way to describe the use of bigoted tropes that for generations have threatened black lives by stoking white fear of African-Americans and black men in particular, Menendez said on the Senate floor. That's not what Senator Johnson did. He wasn't talking about African-Americans and black men in particular. He was talking about an organization that is a Marxist, a Marxist anarchist organization that seeks to overthrow the United States government, that uses violence, that believes in the disintegration of the family unit and believes in the BDS anti-Semitic movement. It's led by three founders, two of whom are full-throated Marxists. They've said so themselves. Ron Johnson isn't talking about African-Americans and black men in particular. So none of this squares up with what Menendez is saying who's a slime ball and always has been a slime ball, but luckily for him, he's from New Jersey. And New Jersey likes to elect slime balls to Congress. Have you noticed that, ladies and gentlemen? One slime ball after another. I don't think the senator is ignorant of the fact that for centuries in this country, white supremacy has thrived on using fear to justify oppression, discrimination, and violence against people of color. What in the hell does that have to do with anything Senator Johnson said? I do, however, think my colleague may be ignorant of the pain caused by his comments and unaware of how they compound the trauma that so many still feel in the wake of the events of January 6th. Nobody even heard what Johnson had to say. These liars, these propagandists, this fool who has no morals and no ethics has seen a lot of federal grand juries and real juries in his lifetime lecturing Senator Johnson. There was nothing at all racist about what Senator Johnson said. One of the organizations is not a race-based organization in the least. And Black Lives Matter is a Marxist, anarchist organization, violent, that seeks the overthrow of the United States government. The fact that Mendendez defends this shows you what a tyrant he is. I'll be right back. Love in.
AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Senator Ron Johnson, how are you, sir? I'm great, Mark. How how about you? Well, I'm fine, except the country's going to hell. Now, Senator, it must be a strange thing to hear another senator who's been faced with charges in New Jersey in the past, kind innocent, but nonetheless, standing on the Senate floor, accusing you of something you're not. I played for the audience what you said. Is Antifa a black organization, Senator? I'm not aware that it is based in race. Uh, Were you talking about all African Americans and specifically African American males? I'm aware that BLM is an anarchist Marxist organization that supports the BDS and the overthrow of the United States government. I believe you were talking about that. Am I correct? Yeah, I was talking about the riots and the destruction and the death. You know, I've I've played videos in in hearings we've had on the summer riots, the left wing riots. And you you do. You see a lot of white rioters. Uh, So white race didn't even come close to crossing my mind. I I was thinking of the of the death and the destruction. You know, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, you know, dozens of of buildings burned to the ground, an entire parking lot, you know, set on fire. Twenty five lives lost in 570 riots. $2 $2 billion worth of property damage, 700 law enforcement officers injured. That's what I was thinking of. Race never even crossed my mind. It's amazing how they drag us into their, uh, into their, their propaganda and their demagoguery and all the rest here. Everybody knows what you meant by Antifa and Black Lives Matter, that these are violent, anarchist, Marxist organizations. Everybody saw what took place this summer. The police suffered... Citizens suffered. Store owners suffered. Everybody saw what took place. That's what you were talking about. And this Menendez knows it, but he goes on the floor of the Senate and he makes an accusation against you. And I'll tell you why he did it, Senator, because he knows if you choose to run for re-election, you're up for re-election now. So he wants to create sound bites on the floor of the Senate for any potential opposition. That's really it, isn't it? Yeah, this is Saul Linsky's rules for radicals is the technique. You, you isolate a target and you destroy it. So they, they, they took out President Trump. I mean, they tormented that poor man for four years plus. I mean, a, a, an internal coup against him. You know, how, how the press, how the Democrats, how the radical left treated President Trump is shameful. But yeah, they're looking ahead. I mean, they're, they're very strategic. Uh, and so they, they realize that this is a, a blue state. Uh, this is a potential Senate set, uh, pickup. 
And so they started a long time ago, Mark. You remember my my uh, uh, investigations into the corrupt FBI investigation into Hunter Biden. They actually created a false intelligence product. Senior Democrats did. Leaked it to the press, accusing Chuck Grassley and I of accepting and then disseminating Russian disinformation in, in our investigation. So you know, they get a couple, you know, 100 news articles accusing us of disseminating Russian information when we prove it completely false. He had a couple articles that uh, barely gloss over it. So no, th- this is what they do. They go out to destroy. And, of course, the, the, the greatest insult they can put, the, the, the worst tag they can put on somebody is call them a racist. So they look at the thinnest excuse and they level that charge and they do it across the board. I mean, that's, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed, but I'm not surprised. But every mouthpiece of the left is repeating this. It, it's, it's grotesque. It's fascinating to watch. It's, it's not particularly fun when you're the target, but you see exactly what they're doing. This is their standard playbook. This is the nature, Senator, of tyranny and demagoguery and propaganda. Uh, there are no longer any truth tellers out there in, uh, in the so-called uh, big media. Uh, and I'm guessing in local media in Wisconsin either, that this man could go on the Senate floor and character assassinate another senator and lie through his teeth. This man who has a sleazy background up the wazoo and no Democrat senator and certainly not in a 50-50 Senate is he going to be admonished, is he? They'll get away with whatever they want to say, won't they? No, they'll slap him on the back. So, no, Mark, we, we no longer have journalists. We have advocates. You know, they, they invite me on the Sunday shows, not, not to interview me, to win an argument with me. But that, that's the state of journalism. They, they are biased. They pick their, they pick their man, you know, and they got President Biden elected. They, they censored information. They censored our, our, our Hunter Biden investigation. They, they've chosen sides, which is why about half of America doesn't trust the mainstream media anymore. Why would they? And that's a very dangerous place for our democracy. We need an unbiased, free press. We don't have it right now. And then you have the power of these social media giants also throwing their lot in with Democrats. Mark Zuckerberg spending three to four hundred you know, million dollars pumping up the, uh, turnout in Democrat cities. In Wisconsin, he spent six, six million dollars on five cities. And now we're starting to see the corruption of them installing their political operative pretty well ran the election in Green Bay. He had the keys to the absentee ballot. And, and we're not supposed to talk about election irregularities. No, again, they, they have this down path. They go on the attack. They try and destroy people. They smear them with charges of racism or, for me, conspiracy theorists. You know, I, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Now, now, now they're trying to tag me as an anti-vaxxer because I had COVID. I thought, well, I'll, I'll, I'll sit back and wait till other people that are more no, vulnerable when we have enough doses. <laughs> so, but now I'm an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Now, Senator, have you decided whether you're going to re- run for re-election or not? I have not. Um, I don't. Well, have can to I can I put in a word? Time, so, <laughs> sure. You know, I've gotten to know you a little bit. I interviewed you on my Fox show. I've interviewed you a few more times on this radio show. And uh, you know, even though we started out a little rough, I got to tell you, you have earned my respect. You have been a terrific citizen senator. You never had elected office before. And under these circumstances, the tumult we're facing, you see it, you live it every day. We would be losing a great patriot if you don't run again. I'm not asking you to announce. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I just want to encourage you, okay? 
You're kind of saying, but the, the, the reason I'm pushing back in this instance is I know what the left's goal is with 74 million Americans that voted for Trump. They want to paint it with a broad brush that there were thousands of armed insurrections that day at the Capitol. Yeah. And the 74 million Americans that voted for Trump are also potential domestic terrorists mm-hmm. and you know, possible armed insurrections as well, which is why we have these eight foot high fences, concertina wire tipped. We're, we're going to have to go, Senator. Just keep up the good work, and we do have your back. God bless you, and I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Mark Levin, radio's principal patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. So the party, the Democrat Party, which is the party historically in this country of racism, of slavery, of segregation, you wonder how this party survives. But now you can see it adjusts its strategy. It adjusts its tactics. So you have Bob Menendez, who's a sleazeball extraordinaire, accusing a United States senator from Wisconsin, who was a self-made man who was never criminally investigated, let alone tried for anything, of being a racist because he calls out Antifa and Black Lives Matter, which he says are dangerous. And he didn't feel the people who attacked the Capitol building would harm him. That's his opinion. There's nothing wrong with it. And where they get racism out of that, and then, they, and then they go on and on about this is what the white man has been saying about the black man since the beginning of time. He wasn't talking about the black man. And he wasn't talking about the white man. He was talking about Antifa and Black Lives Matter, two Marxist violent organizations that seek the overthrow of the United States. And maybe if Bob Menendez was in Los Angeles when the riots were taking place with Black Lives Matter and Antifa and saw the swastikas and saw the attacks on the synagogues and the Jewish stores, maybe he wouldn't think this way. But I think he would anyway. Why? Because he's a poisonous cancer on the body politic. That's why. Does he even know what Marxism is, the idiot? Joe Biden still on Good Morning America with the Democrat phony journalist, George Stephanopoulos. 
What about Cuomo? You won't call for him to resign? Now, you see, ladies and gentlemen, as I've been saying almost from the start, this puts Joe Biden in a difficult position. Because the sixth woman who accused Andrew Cuomo literally accused him of rape. Reaching under the dress, and I'm not going to say anything beyond that. It's too despicable. But Joe Biden is accused of almost exactly the same thing by Tara Reid, as I've pointed out. And I want to thank the backbenchers for regurging it today. That's good. Nobody called for an investigation. Nobody called the U.S. attorney. Well, the statute of limitation. Nobody called for anything, and even a congressional hearing. Because he was the Democrat nominee. They were never, ever, ever, no matter what he did, how many times, it wouldn't matter. The guy's walking around the White House sticking his finger in electric sockets. He doesn't even know what he's doing. I thought it was a lamp. I mean, that's what's going on over there. And by the way, you know where he is today? Wilmington, Delaware. His fourth trip in 60 days to Wilmington, Delaware. No offense, Wilmington, I love you. But why would you take four trips to Wilmington, Delaware in 60 days? Because he wants to sleep in his own bed. Maybe they're sneaking his neurologist in there, Mr. Producer. You think of that? You never know. We won't know because the press doesn't cover anything anymore. Anyway, Joe Biden on Good Morning America today. Cut 13, go. Let me ask you about Governor Cuomo of New York. I know you said you want the investigation to continue. If the investigation confirms the claims of the women, should he resign? Yes, I think he'd probably end up being prosecuted, too. But you, how about right now? You've said you want the investigation to continue. You saw uh, Chuck Schumer, Senator Schumer, Senator Gillibrand, majority of the congressional delegation. Gee, they were at the front of the line, weren't they? No, they waited and waited and they waited for the politics and so forth. Here they set up this guy, Brett Kavanaugh. I'm not a great fan of Kavanaugh. I never have been. You all know that. Some of the judges have backed him in contact. Mark, he's really good. No, he's actually not. But that said... He didn't do anything he was accused of. Zippo. They set him up. Schumer set him up. Kamala Harris set him up. It was disgusting. But here's Cuomo. Seven women have come forward. Most of them worked on his staff. And Gillibrand, well, I don't know. You know, think about this. I mean, remember, whatever the woman says it to you, well, but there's so many women, we can't be... Absolutely certain. I can hear Jackie Mason. Go ahead. Governor, right now, can he serve well, effectively? Well, that's a judgment for them to make about their state where they can be effective. Here's my position. This Listen to my this. position since I wrote the Violence Against Women Act. A woman should be presumed to telling the truth and should not be scapegoated and become victimized by her coming forward. Really? Um, what about Tara Reid? What about that young woman who worked on your staff who you raped? Yes, what you did is legally considered raped. You molested her. What about that? Is there a single reporter in America, if they have access to Joe Biden, who's going to ask him that question? He didn't call for an independent investigation, criminal account or no criminal account. He didn't say I'm... I'm innocent, so I'm open to a third-party investigation. Now he's waiting for the investigation on Cuomo to draw his conclusion. But whether or not the governor should resign is not really a legal matter. That is a political matter. Whether he's charged as a legal matter, that's a separate matter. 
And so he hides behind this investigation. Well, we'll see what the investigation shows. But there was no investigation of Tara Reid's allegation. What the New York Times did was basically a cover-up. A one-trick pony over there at the New York Times. They do a story and then they hide. They're out to get Cuomo now because they want somebody even more radical in the governorship. He served his purpose. They used him as a foil against Trump. It's over. Now we need a radical. Somebody more radical. I wouldn't be surprised if they support DeCamio. Go ahead. But there should be an investigation to determine whether what she says is true. But there was no investigation of you, Lunch Bucket. None. There wasn't an investigation of you. Even sounds like a guy standing on the corner in a raincoat. Hey, you want some cigarettes? Anyway, go ahead. What's going on now? And you've I, been very clear. If the investigation confirms the claims, he's gone. That's what I think happens. And by the way, it may very well be that there could be a criminal prosecution that is attached to it. It's amazing he's bringing that up. What do you think Cuomo's thinking? You SOB, I supported the hell out of you, and you keep pushing this into a criminal prosecution. You sound like Mitch McConnell. Go ahead. But let the investigation, and I'm not, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I started with the presumption. It takes a lot of courage for women to come forward. Some are not, anyway. Oh, he's such a lying fraud. He who hung around with Ted Kennedy. He's such a sleazeball. He's such a liar. What he did to Tara Reid. Okay, I believe Tara Reid. I'm following I'm following his model there, Mr. Producer. He said the woman is assumed to be telling the truth. Did he not say that? So how come the Democrat Party didn't jettison him? Well, even without an investigation, the woman came forward, so that's that, according to him. But that's not what happened. That's not at all what happened. And he said at the time, I remember, it was something like, look, she's, she's presumed, you know, you don't attack her, she's presumed to be... You know, to have integrity and so forth. But it never happened. It never happened. What, what is this? Is this a mind game? Am I missing something? Did I, like, skip a generation? I, I don't understand. What, what's he talking? Yeah, so she's to be believed, but it never happened. She's to be believed, but it never happened. Maybe she's misconstruing, the, misconstruing what you did to her? You see, I think the most heinous thing is when these left-wing males, politicians, use the language of the feminist to defend their own grotesque conduct and behavior. It's like using the Constitution to destroy the Constitution. We have a right under the Constitution to burn down this economic system. What are you talking about, you idiot? It's mostly peaceful protesters under the First Amendment. And you see the buildings burning in the background? The founders were white, racist slaveholders, but the First Amendment. So they're marching under the First Amendment while attacking the men who created the First Amendment. Well, there's Joe Biden. Look, I, uh, I was there. I, I wrote the Violence Against Women Act. No, he didn't. First of all, you need to understand how it works in Congress. The staff writes it, and it's not just one senator. There's a whole bunch of them. They all pass the stuff around, the draft. But I, I, when I wrote the Violence Against Women Act, 
Obviously, I wasn't thinking about me and my attack on Tara Reid. Okay, but let's take him at his word that we are to believe the woman. And he raped Tara Reid. And there's not a single so-called journalist with the guts to confront him. Not one. And there's George Stephanopoulos. I've brought this up many times. The backbenchers are even repeating this now. I've brought this up many times. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Uh, I don't have enough time. I guess this guy, Ian Pryor, or Priori, from Loudoun County, Virginia, doesn't listen to this show, Mr. Producer. And I'm from Loudoun County, Virginia. There's an article here in the Daily Wire. Teachers compile list of parents who question racial curriculum plot war on them by Luke Rosiak. The Daily Wire is a great site, too. group of current and former teachers and others in Loudoun County, Virginia compiled a lengthy list of parents suspected of disagreeing with school system actions, including its teaching of controversial race con- concepts, with a standard purpose in part to infiltrate, use hackers to s- silence parents' communications and expose these people publicly. Members of the 624-member private Facebook group called Anti-Racist Parents of Loudoun County named parents and plotted fundraising and other offline work, some use synonyms, but the Daily Wires identified them as who's who of the affluent jurisdiction outside D.C., including school staff and elected officials. Now, as you know, we've been hammering this critical race theory for I don't know how long, but forever. And we've spent a lot of time digging into this. And we have a lot of hosts who are trying to catch up, and that's okay. That's the way I view this show. That's why we call this the cleanup hitter slot. We've got to light the, the fuse so that others can pick up on this. So they're targeting parents. Any teacher who's involved in this should be fired on the spot. Any administrator, anybody on any government payroll should be thrown the hell out of office. Immediately. But I'm going to have a hell of a lot more to say about this and so much more. Trust me. Not only on this program, not only on my Fox show, not only on Levin TV, but trust me, what's coming is a blockbuster. And beyond that, I can't get into it. There are just too many plagiarists around there. It is a blockbuster. If you're a Levinite, trust me on this. 
This program focused on communist China years before other programs. I'm just pointing out why you're here tonight, not doing something else. This program, based on critical race theory, critical gender theory, and all the critical theories that go way back, led by a Marxist whose name I shall discuss another day on this program. On this program, we went through the history of immigration and what the Democrat Party used to stand for and what the Latino leaders of Latino Americans used to stand for. We talked about this. This program digs into the Constitution and the Declaration. This program digs into American history. I love it. So I love doing this show. And I love you in the audience. Because these are the things you want to know. We don't just sit here and rattle off what's on web pages. No, 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 no. And then I write. And I want you to know, writing is the most difficult thing. I don't mean intellectually. It just takes the most time. I do my own research. I don't grab a bunch of monologues that I've given, even though that's been suggested to me, and put them together in a book and say, hey, get this. Nope. Nope. Here, what you see is what you get. And if you're going to spend money on a book with me, you're going to get something fresh and something that I have researched, something that I've thought about, something that we've talked about. That's what I do. And that's why I have the best audience of audiences, because you know all this. It's very, very important. I've got other things here going on, too. We've got the na- the national, that is... Uh, A wonderful site obtains U.S. official document for Palestinian reset. We've got that. We've got the the great Breitbart website. Absolutely terrific site as well. Joe Biden looks forward to repeal of gunmaker liability shields. So they want to sue with their slip and fall lawyers. Our gun manufacturers out of existence. This is how they hope to get around the Second Amendment. In the old days when they were writing the Second Amendment, any lawyer who tried that would be tarred and feathered. They'd be dragged through the streets. Which I'm strongly against, of course, by the way. But they had a completely different attitude about liberty, didn't they? We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. And you, the smartest audience of audiences. See you tomorrow. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. 